Roundhouse Radio, in collaboration with the wireless theatre company, bring you A Very Grim Christmas. The Maiden Without Hands, by Anne Tiato, based on the story by the Brothers Grimm. Far from love, the Heavenly Father Leads the chosen child Oftener through Hi, thee, gardener. There is a pear missing from my fruit trees. I searched the ground beneath in case it had fallen, but not so. What has become of it? Oh, sir, now, uh, don't think I speak as a fool. You ate it. No, sir, not I. Good, good. Then you will have it stored and polished like a mirror? Alas, no. What ails thee? I saw something last night, and... I know not what it was. Young fellow, I I have known thee since you were a boy, and oft sought sanctuary from my princely duties in your gentle company. These past years, your strong hands taught me how to skin a rabbit and spade worms for fishing in the moat. A man made of oak cannot shiver. Why then do you tremble so? I'm scared of no thing alive. Except frogs. What then? A ghost, sir. A ghost with no hands. A woman, sir. (laughs) Last night, I came into the gardens to count the fruits. Now you have 12 peaches, 14 apples, 136 plums... And and this spectre? uh, I made my tally, and I sat under the cherry tree looking up at the moon. It was so quiet, so peaceful. Oh my goodness. A king's castle. I have not had a morsel to eat the whole day. If only I were able to get some of that delicious fruit. Alas, I will never be able to cross the water that surrounds it. I think I shall die unless I can obtain something to eat very soon. Oh, Heavenly Father, please help me in my hour of need. Fear not, child. God has sent me to take care of thee. The waters part. The maid walks through. God have mercy on me. Oh, thank you. I will eat one pear and no more, just to stay my hunger. She eats from the tree with her mouth. And what became of her after eating the pear? It must have been an angel who was with her. And... Well, therefore, I was afraid to ask questions or to call out. As soon as the spectre had eaten one pear, it went away. I speak the truth, so help me God! And I believe you, sir. Don't be afraid. Conceal from everyone what you have told me. Go forth and fetch the priest, and we three will all keep watch tonight. See, 
She comes. Yeah, cease your babble. She glides. Oh, the Lord have mercy. Still your tongue. Stay calm, young man. Tis a spirit, I tell thee. Oh, spirit indeed. Since when did a spirit have need of a pair? See the angel dressed in white beside. I do, father. And the maiden, how delicately she eats without touching the fruit. One needs hands to touch. Oh! I'll touch thee harder if thou canst keep quiet. Oh, me! And now we are discovered. Come, father. Art thou come from heaven or from earth? Art thou a spirit or a human being? I am no ghost. You see? You see? A spectre indeed. Sir, do not use your hands to strike. I beg you, please. Hands should be used to caress in love. Who are you? I am no spectre. Only a poor creature forsaken by everyone but God. If you will let me be your friend, I will never forsake you. How could you befriend a maid like me? Well, the maid I see before me has great beauty, within and without. Can you see? There! The tall figure, all aglow. Or tell me you can see it. You hide your arms. This shame is not yours to carry. A heavy sin needs strong shoulders. Then this transgression is wrongly borne. Who did this to you? The light! The light! See how it grows from the palm of the angel! In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Do not be afraid. I have been sent to you to show you the past. The scene before me grows. This is surely the work of God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, heaven help us. I see a man in the light, in the middle of the light. Can you see it? I see a forest, trees. The older I get, the poorer I become. What have I left but a tired wife and an old mill? Well, the day shall come when I will want to sit in the chimney corner without work. How will I support us then? This old man needs new blood. Why do you take the trouble to cut down wood? I will give you great riches if you promise to let me have what stands behind your mill. Well, there can be no other than my apple tree. I possess nothing else. Great riches, you say. Give it to me. Let no other man have it. And I will reward thee well. It is a strange bargain and sits not quite so well with me. But, but there, it is yours. I will come in three years' time to claim what belongs to me. by the claw of dragon than the hand of friend guides the little one predestined to the native land 
whence have all these riches come so suddenly to our house? All at once, every drawer and chest has become full of gold. I know not where it came from. I know all about it. A strange man whom I met in the wood promised me great treasures if I would make over to him what stood behind the mill. <laughs> I knew I had nothing there but the large apple tree, so I gave him my promise. Oh, husband, that must have been a wizard. He did not mean the apple tree, but our daughter, who was behind the mill sweeping out the court. Oh, child, you are so beautiful and modest. You've lived in innocence and obedience to your parents for these past three years. The old man is coming for me today. Please don't let him take me. We must obey your father's wishes. He traded you for gold and silver. Please, father, keep me spotless. This force cannot be stopped. Mother, please. May this chalk circle in which I stand be my shield. Please, God, you are the only one who can protect me. Stay with me. Long have I savoured this moment in the dark winters. And your helpless mother watches. Undo your girdle, old woman! Leave us alone! <clears throat> the blade will teach you manners. Please! No! Stay quiet, woman. I will undo you myself. Oh! Oh, yes, the old flesh and the new. Come here to me, my child. Please, leave me alone. Oh, your cries excite me. For three years you have been begging for this union, projecting your hidden desires into me. Not so! Get out of that white circle. I cannot get you. No! Reject me not, I want you. His fat tongue glistens. Such shallow breathing. His long fingers reach for me. Call me father. This is not right. She is a child and you an old, old man. For shame. Move aside, you hag. You taint the air. I have been given a father's right to this maid. If she will not succumb and give herself up to move beneath me, then she shall give herself to no man. We must obey, then, the word of God. If your hands cause you to sin, cut them off and throw them away. No! I knelt to pray. Honour thy father. Arms bent at the elbows. I held them out to him. on the stick from my mouth. The needle looping and tugging through my skin, stitching, stitching. No pain, no feeling, 
an apron wet with river water, sopping the blood. Two neat black rows of tight stitches. I couldn't get up. Couldn't grasp things. I moved by myself, rolling. You wept. You wept for your poor father who'd carried out such a deed. I wept for myself and for what would become of me. And your tears washed away the sins. And the old man could no longer take you. My child, I have obtained so much good through thy conduct. Let me take care of you. I will never hurt you again. I will not touch you. Please, please do not leave me. The sun has risen to light my path. I, I doubt you will find people out there in the world who will give you the sympathy you need so much. My precious girl, how will I fill the empty days without you about the place to sing and whistle and cheer my poor heart? There is no one out there for you now. No one will ever love you as I do. Goodbye, Father. She is fading. She's fading. She is beside you. Never have I seen a tale more sorrowful. Is there a way perhaps I can be of help to you in your distress? Kind sir. I should be greatly honoured if you would give me a little food and water. I wish to be a burden to no one and as soon as I am recovered I will move on. Your innocence and purity has won my heart. Come with me, and I promise you shall never see another day of sorrow. Father, help her walk. Come, child. You are safe now. Last night, I was counting fruit. This morning, I count my blessings. <laughs> Removing giblets? Well, every servant's dream job, eh? <laughs> Bad luck. Well, you'll find them down your shirt if you carry on. <laughs> here, 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 here. Have you seen the stumpy maid the king brought home last night? Oh, no hands. Cut off, no doubt, for thieving from the market. <laughs> for sure. She could not keep her bangle on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does he see in such a girl? She can neither wash, nor clean, nor cook. She cannot sew, or mend, or fetch wood. What good is she? Well, I hear that the king is in love with the maid. Oh, well, the king can surely not intend to marry her. Miller's girl of low breeding is all she is. One thing's for certain. You can't take her hand in marriage. <laughs> well, oh, no, actually, he proper can't, you see. You have to be whole in body to marry a king. It's a law. Don't worry. He never get a ring on her finger. <laughs> well, at least she won't be a clingy wife. <laughs> She's a miller's girl who cannot even knead bread. Nor break it. Nor butter it. Nor raise it to her lips. Nor wash the platter. What's the king want with her? Perhaps he wants her for her talents. She cannot play an instrument. No. She can drum. <laughs> <laughs>
make haste to the great square. I must go to battle. But our child is not yet born. My mother will take the greatest care of you, and she will write to me with the happy news that I might have the earliest intelligence of the event. Oh, I will be lost without you. Well, you have made many friends here in the castle. No harm will come to you. How long do battles last? Ah, my love, how innocent you are. Battles can be long or short. For our unborn child's sake, I hope the latter. Be brave, my love. Whew! Well, this message and I have travelled through mire, through bog, through gorse and forest. I should just rest my horse here for a moment by this brook. Ah. <sighs> oh. Let me just close my eyes, just for a short while. I have fallen here through mire and bog and gorse and forest. I need that letter. Fall asleep and let me have it. Mine. <laughs> a beautiful son is born this day. So he tasted you. A bonny lad with red cheeks and brown eyes who feeds very well and wishes more than anything to meet his proud father. Indeed. Some adjustment to this parchment is required. A letter for the king, a letter for the king. Halt! Who are you? Declare your business. I am a royal messenger. <laughs> I bear important news. What proof of you? You simpleton. You see the royal crest in the ceiling wax? <laughs> the king's tent is beside the carts. <laughs> make way, make way, very important news.
What is this? I have news, sir, from the castle, sir. It can only mean one thing. My child is born. Oh. <laughs> no, no, bring me the letter. Gather round, men. This will uplift our spirits. Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you well. I write to inform you that I have this very morning given birth. Oh. <laughs> to a changeling <gasps> with a thick head and staring eyes which does nothing but eat and drink all he can get. This, this cannot be. A changeling for a child. Don't shoot the messenger. This is terrible news. My wife, my queen, I, I should be with her. The men need you here, sir. Yes, and my wife needs me also. A changeling. How did this happen? Oh, I know not how, sir. Well, child looked fine to me. A handsome baby, shock of brown hair, fists small as acorns they was. Look of you about it, sir. Oh, well, not that you have staring eyes or eleven toes or three nipples or... <laughs> so where do you get refreshments from round here? <laughs> I must write to my wife. She will be frightened and I needs must reassure her. Never have I seen a king so devastated and distressed. Would it be wrong to read the letter he's wrote? Bah! It's only me and my horse here to witness. Just uh, one line. Dear Mother, the Queen is to have every attention and care until my return. Oh, God in heaven! He is the greatest king that ever lived. <laughs> oh, I would have been afeard to return to the castle with grievous news. I think I will rest now and return to the castle in the morning. Sleep, fool. That next letter must be adjusted. Dear Mother, The Queen's news does not please me. Long have I thought it over, and I order you to kill both the queen and the child immediately. This is not right. I cannot believe the king could mean for me to do anything so dreadful. I will write to him again. Messenger, take this letter. Again and again, I write to the king requesting his compassion. This letter he returns is the worst of all. I order you afresh. Instead of killing both the queen and her child, you are to cut out the tongue of the baby and pull out the queen's eyes. I can put it off no longer. A king's orders are a king's orders. Servants! Bring the queen and her babe to my chambers and sharpen my hunting knife. It was the priest who gave me the chloroform. The priest of all people. Who would have thought a man of God would have such a thing in his possession? To see this beautiful creature laying so still 
Long limbs stretched across the wooden tabletop, breath leaving the body in minute puffs of cloud. A thin beam of sunlight from the high window caught my blade. I shook with fear and horror, knowing I could not disobey. One must oblige a king. No matter what it is he asks of you. I held the eyelid wide apart with thumb and forefinger and placed my blade inside the lower lashes against the glistening white. I waited, hoping that a sign would come to say I did not have to carry on. But there was no answer to my prayers, just for a long time. Silence. I pushed down with all my might. The flesh was hard to pierce. The eyelashes curled forward, brushing my fingers. The eyeballs stared blankly upwards, fluids gushing like a fountain across my bodice. I wrenched the knife through, pulling my fingers behind the eye, trying to push it forward, to pull it onto the cheek. A splutter. And in my hand lay the king's prize. And in the face lay an empty black hole. You have returned. Mother! I'm back. Where is my wife? My son? I must see my newborn child. You wicked man! How can you ask me where your wife and child are when you wrote to me such dreadful letters and told me to do such unspeakable things to such innocent beings? I said no such thing. You wrote to me so many times, asking me to carry out dreadful things. I wrote. I admit I wrote. But only to tell you to give them every care and attention. What are you talking about? Hold out your hand. Take off your glove. Now, as you requested, hold your wife's eyes. And here, this is your baby's little pink tongue. No. No! These are the letters. Do you remember them now? This is not me. Some magic is in it. My letters have been changed for these. For shame, for shame that you would think I would write such things. My wife, my child. Oh, my good, kind son. A terrible wrong has been committed. I loved your queen like I would a daughter. I could not harm a single hair on her head. Do not be so unhappy. They live still. I could not kill them. It was a hind that I killed, and a hind's eyes and tongue which you hold. When I received your last letter, I was so very afraid. I will not attend to these dreadful orders. Messenger, find the queen and bring her to my chamber. You have had another letter from my husband? I cannot kill you both as the king desires, but I must not let you remain here any longer. Go out now into the world, my child, and do not come here ever again. Oh, mother! My poor girl, please, let me bind the child onto your back. And do not return, oh, for the love of God, do not return. But your wife and child are gone into the wide world. 
Never to come back for fear of your anger. They both live. Then I will go to the ends of the earth to find them. And I will neither eat nor drink till I find my dear wife, even if I should die of hunger. Through the poverty of loneliness, they remembered God provides a serenade of angels, unseen helpers as Little baby, I name thee Painbringer for all the sorrow and pain you've brought, but I will never forsake you. Oh, we have walked so long and so far. Dear Father in heaven, please help us in our hour of need. A light, oh Painbringer, a light shining from a window. What a dear little cottage. See the flowers outside? What's this? A sign. Everyone who dwells here is safe. Hush your baby, we are no longer forsaken. Welcome, queen wife. Let me help you with your infant. How did you know I was a queen? I am a good fairy sent to take care of thee and thy child. We are so grateful for your mercy and your help. There are some potatoes cooking on the fire, and I have milked the goat so that you might have a little milk. This cottage is yours in which to dwell. What greater blessings could I hope for but that myself and my child may always have our simple daily wants provided for? Thank you, fairy guardian. I pray to God my wife has not died of starvation, or I will never see her again. What is this? It's a cottage I've not seen before. And what is this signboard? Everyone who dwells here is safe. My lord the king is welcome, but why is he here? I have for seven long years been traveling on an expedition over rocks and valleys, mountains and highways, hoping to find my dear wife and child, but I have not yet succeeded. Come in and sit down and take something to eat and drink. Thank you. I'm glad to take a rest after my travel, so perhaps you may not mind if I sleep a little first? There is a straw bed beneath the window. I will fetch thee a blanket. <sighs> Like feathers beneath me. This bed feels so good. He sleeps so fast. Such a weary traveler as I have never seen. I will place this white cloth over his face. I heard talking. Thy husband is come. My husband? Oh. Do not be afraid. He is here. No harm will come to either of you. 
He loves me no longer. He has been searching for you a very long time. Have courage. Go to him. Come with me, Painbringer. Where are we going? There is a traveller arrived in the cottage. A man you must meet. <laughs> he snores. See the cloth on his face rise and suck. Oh, it has fallen. My child, cover the face of thy father. How can I cover my father's face? You taught me to pray to our father in heaven. This strange man is not my father. <sighs> Apologies to you all. I, I was weary from my travels. Sorry, who are you? I am thy wife, and this is thy son. My wife? Can you not tell your own wife? Surely you have not forgotten the love she has shown to you. I have carried your love through mountain and brook, valleys and hills. I've seen your face in every flower, tasted your tears in every raindrop. This, this surely is a miracle. But, but how so? Your face and your voice are the same, but my wife had hands of the finest silver and yours, yours are soft and white and natural. My hands have mercifully been allowed to grow again. These are the silver hands of which you speak. Oh, my loves. You are indeed my dear lost wife and my own little son. Oh, me, this joyous day. Now has a heavy stone fallen from my heart. Prepare a second marriage feast, for never has there been such cause for rejoicing and celebration. My little pain-bringer, what a handsome boy you are. There is a banquet prepared downstairs. It has been a long day, and you must be very hungry. Yes, I am a little. But I'm good at staving off my hunger. I promise you will never want for food again. Now first we must attend to your appearance. I cannot show you off when you smell of wood smoke. We must wash it away and instead make you look like a prince. For that is what you are. I like to live in the forest but I think I shall enjoy very much living here. I will wait in the great hall. When you are ready, your new manservant will bring you down to the banquet. Go now. He's waiting to bathe you. Thank you, Grandmother. Hello, Painbringer. Hello. Take off your clothes. The Maiden Without Hands was recorded live in the Dorfman Hub at the Roundhouse in Camden, London on the 4th of December 2011 for Roundhouse Radio in collaboration with the Wireless Theatre Company. Written and directed by Antiato. Produced by Alexander Mee and Marielle Runacre Temple. With Ashley Maguire as the Miller's Wife, 
Servant Who, The Soldier, Painbringer and The Priest. Greg Page as The King. Adam Hall as The Gardener, The Messenger, Servant One, Town Crier and Attendant. Kerry Gifford as The Angel, Servant Three and The Queen Mother. Ariel Free as The Maiden. Gordon Kennedy as The Old Man and The Miller. Chorus played by the cast. Live Foley effects performed by Freddie Stagg. Music composed and performed by Francesco Quadroropolo. Music Sun by Kerry Gifford. Sound design by Tashari King and recording by Matt Blair and Malcolm Thorpe. Visit roundhouse.org forward slash radio and wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio entertainment.